Listening to Amazing Life Podcast, the best podcast in the world. It's great to come your way again. And I am delighted because you know what? With regards to all that is going on around us, with even London moved into tier two of the government's prevention of this virus. I tell you what, life is still exciting. Why? Because I can look through my window and see children playing. That gives us hope that regardless of what is happening, the Lord has us in his hands. And we, I tell you, are under his wings and he's got it all under control and it's a time for us to actually pause and to change tack and to give him thanks and to give him praise and to say that the lord is good we've got so many things lined up for you again and again and again we don't want to bore you it's going to be short and sweet so we have the word for the week by a new guest yes you heard it right a new guest so you've got to stay tuned and listen to who it is then we have our news and sports and interesting songs for your relaxation on the sunday so this week our focus or our determination is to remind you to give god thanks regardless of what is going on around you just as in second chronicles 20 king jehoshaphat he was faced with a battle in front of him but he changed tact and he went on the other side and said you know what we're gonna have the musicians ahead of the army and what we're going to declare is praise the lord for his mercies endure it forever he didn't come up with any big prayer thing to say his words were few praise the lord for his mercies endured forever i pray that that will be your prayer this whole week to regardless of what's going on around you to say that praise the lord for his mercies endured forever
that was Lord You Are Good by Israel Houghton. I hope you loved it because it's a reminder that regardless of what's going on around us, the Lord You Are Good and Your mercies endure it forever. Just as the same tactics that King Jehoshaphat employed when he had the army or he was going to war, he boldly declared, praise the Lord for his mercies endure it forever. Hey, when things are tough, the only thing you can do is to magnify the Lord for it is through him that he can bring deliverance. So if you're listening to us on Instagram, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, it's Amazing Life Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and don't forget to share and give us a thumbs up. And also if it's on Twitter, it's at Live Action. Let us hear from you. Let us feel your heartbeat and the pulse within your veins. Yes. So the next section now is the word for the week. Hold for it, hold it, hold it. The Word for the Week by Mrs. Ross. Aye. Yes, she's in a hot seat and she's got the Word for the Week entitled, Hold On to Your Faith. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Today, I bring you the Word for today. And it is a word of encouragement. So let's start off first by looking at a scenario. Consider this. Have you ever been in a situation where you've lost everything? You've lost your identity, you've lost your family, you're in a strange place, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And the very thing that you had confidence and hope in, you've lost it. Can you think of a situation like that? It kind of sounds similar to this year, doesn't it? 2020 has brought challenges we can never imagine. The world in which we knew has changed. Some of us have lost our jobs. Some of us have unfortunately lost loved ones. Everything that we knew has changed. Now we're in lockdown. Now we have to go out with masks. Now we have to live by different rules. It feels as if we are in a new land. So you might think, yes, I know this. This is 2020. But actually, I'm not talking about 2020. I am talking about a time in the past and I'm talking about a young man named Daniel. He was of the noble family from the Jewish tribe. He had a bright future as one of the nobles. And then all of a sudden things turned. His kingdom was overtaken. He was captured by Nebuchadnezzar, the Babylonian king. He was taken away from his home to a strange land without his family without his friends without the people he knew his very identity his name was changed so daniel felt like we're feeling now he'd lost everything he was living in a strange land he had no hope for tomorrow but guess what daniel did not lose hope when he lost everything He clung onto the one thing that he had control over. And that was his decision to hold on to faith, to hold on to hope in his God. So today I want to encourage you. Yes, you may have lost things. You may have lost your job. You had no control over it. You may have even lost your home. You had no control over it. You may have lost loved ones. You had no control over it. The world where we are living, things have changed. We have no control over it. But you still have control. You have the power 
to decide what you would give up? Would you hold on to your faith? Would you hold on to hope for a brighter tomorrow? Or would you give up everything? Now the Bible tells us in the end of Daniel that because Daniel held on to his faith in his God, God endowed him with wisdom. Wisdom above everybody else, above all the magicians and all the wise men in Babylonia. So when the king had a dream, nobody could interpret it but Daniel. And as a result of that, Daniel got elevated. He became a governor or an overseer over the land. So from being a captive, a slave captive, now Daniel was elevated. By his elevation, he sat at the gates with the elders. He determined who comes in and who goes out. He determined who has access to the king and who hasn't got access to the king. He sat at the gate and made judgment. This was Daniel a captive. This was Daniel who lost everything. This was Daniel who was taken to a foreign land. What does that tell us? That tells us that no matter what is happening this year, let us not lose hope. Let us not lose faith. Let us hold on to the one thing we actually do have control of. Our choice to continue trusting in God, to continue believing the word of God, which tells us that all things will work together for our future. Let us get on our knees when everything is lost and we don't know what tomorrow brings. Let's get on our knees and ask God for wisdom. For we know, as the song goes, he's got the whole world in his hands. So he knows what is coming tomorrow. So why not join me as we get on our knees and commit our tomorrow into God's hands. Let us not look on what is happening today. Let us not look on the doom and the gloom we see around us, but let us fix our eyes on the one who's got the whole world in his hands. And as we wait on him, he will open our eyes to a brighter tomorrow. He will drop within our spirits nuggets of wisdom that will open our eyes for a brighter tomorrow. Let us keep believing. Let us keep hoping. For God is still in control. He's got the whole world in his hands. Amen. Thank you, Lady Ross, for the word for the week. Hold on to your faith. Who would have thought that Daniel went through the same situation that we're going through? And even worse, because his name was changed. But thank you for encouraging us to hold on to our faith. And that, I pray, we put that into practice. This week, our main focus is to worship God and to praise the Lord for his mercies endured forever. The next section is the news and sports by myself and Lady Donna Gwemabia. So we're going to bring out the nuggets that you may have forgotten over the week. But before we do that, we have this lovely song called Change by Jordan Felix. Enjoy. Oh my heartbreak fades away Like a book when you turn the page Let me take the mic on
to have you Lady Donna with us again to go through the news highlights for the week um, again if you're listening to us and you want to get in touch it's Instagram we've got YouTube and SoundCloud amazing our podcast on Twitter it's at live icon let us know your views or whatever we may have forgotten so Donna I will go first and then you will come in with your bit so okay. this time yeah Perfect. So we've got EU leaders. They had summit two summit on the first and second of October, and then on the fifteenth and sixteenth of October. So with the first one, they talked about um, foreign policies. They wanted to make sure they can speak with one voice and to address issues between Turkey, Greece, and Cyprus regarding gas resources and naval influence, and also protest in Belarus to talk about it and relationship with China to see if there are any sanctions that need to be implemented. One thing I, I need to bring in is that they also want to reduce the carbon emission um, to 60%. So by 2030, our carbon footprint needs to be reduced. That means we'll see more electric cars on the road and also in agriculture. Um, the things that we plant will change. Anyway, but let, let, let me run away from that and okay. talk about what happened on the 16th, the 15th and 16th of October. They met again in Brussels to discuss COVID-19, the effect that's having on the, the continent. Relationship with the United Kingdom, Brexit still on the agenda, climate change and foreign affairs, in particular relationship with Africa. So African leaders be aware the Europeans are coming to your shores. Right. So moving on from the summit, they're still fighting um, in Nagorno-Karabakh, where 50% of the population have been displaced, fighting between Armenia and Azerbaijan, where they blame each other for the conflict or for the wars and ethnic cleansing. In Belarus, the opposition leader, the lady opposition leader, is now on the Russian wanted list, but she is having influence, having meetings with Germany, France, and we shall see what happens or what comes out of these meetings. Hot weather has caused fire outbreak to sweep through Syria, Lebanon, Israel, and is heading towards the West Bank. So as we are experiencing cold weather and the rains in the UK, I tell you what, in the Middle East, it's so hot, hot, hot that they are having fire outbreaks. Now, we're going to end this with um, the COVID. But before we talk about COVID and we drift away to other issues, let me just come in with New Zealand. In New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern, who is the 40th PM of New Zealand. She's won a landslide victory in the elections that took place, winning 49% of the vote 
Why was she so popular? Because of the way she's handled COVID. For there's no COVID reported case in the country amongst its five million population. So it's 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 a good job for her that she's done. Right. So now we'll move swiftly to COVID and that will conclude our news. So with COVID, with um in the Europe, we have different measures coming or restrictions coming into place where Belgium and also in Italy, where there are closures of bars and restaurants. In Italy, it's mandatory to wear masks indoors and outdoors. Where a lady is saying that look, we're wearing these masks, we're keeping the social distancing, there shouldn't be any more restrictions indoors. But then she's saying, if we don't die of COVID, we are going to die of hunger if the government does not relax the rules. In the Czech Republic, they have declared a state of emergency due to the COVID. So some schools are closed and indoors is restricted to 10 people. In England, in England, Boris Johnson's jurisdiction, let's see what's happening. We have a three-tier system where the first year we have the rule of 6 and the 10 p.m. curfew with bars and restaurants closing. But then we have the second tier where London is now in the second tier yeah. where there are no household as from yesterday isn't it as from, as yesterday. from, yesterday. As from yeah. yesterday you're right where there are no indoor mixing where pubs and restaurants remain open though they remain open so with the third tier that's the very high risk where you have Liverpool Lancashire in there where there are no household mixing or no overnight stays Pubs and gyms are closed. Did you say that this up to the discretion of the mayor or whatever? In yeah. The yeah. So in the highest tier, tier three, um, with the pubs and the restaurants, the uh, sorry, the pubs and restaurants are, are closed. Will have to close unless they can operate um, as takeaway. So as that's what they, they've asked them to do. So the pubs and restaurants will have to close unless they can operate as takeaway. As takeaway. And then. Um, gyms, gyms and other places, leisure uh, places, places of leisure would be up to the um, the mayors to de to determine whether they want to close them down or not. So they've left that for the mayors to decide. Right. So even with the three tier shops, schools, and universities, they remain open. Yeah. So I wonder how they will be policing the no mixing. Um, of households in these it's places. It's a tricky one. It's a tricky it's one. A tricky it's one. very yeah. tricky. But um, yeah, so that ends my summary of the weeks. So it's um, EU summit fighting in between Azerbaijan and Armenia. And then we have this COVID restrictions um, where it's bringing, um, it's trying to lock, not lock us in, but trying to tail it or short circuit breaker as they call it for the second week. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's right. What do you think? What do you think about it though? Would you like to have a circuit breaker or not? Oh now you put me on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is I agree with what's happening as in the circuit breaker. For the UK, you might as well then do it during the half term when the children are home. Yeah. Which then gives us time for us to rest a bit and to catch our breath yeah. and, and brace ourselves for the winter. But then if you yeah. have conflicting messages coming in which tier are you in because in yeah. manchester at the moment i think you, you want to talk about it in manchester with the standoff then yeah. it, it's difficult because the mayors know what is good for their 
part of the um the Do country. They, um, I don't know. Or is it more of politics going on? More of politics because uh, yes, the, the the leaders in Manchester they are Labour and then the PM is conservative. So trying to um, lock horns. But then the PM, I think, has said if they don't get their ass together, he will impose the third tier restrictions on them. But it's all yeah. about working hand in hand. But I would want a two weeks circuit breaker just okay. to bring everything under control and then we ease it back gradually. But they're not so forgetting. I'm not Pardon? I was going to say, I'm not actually in favor of a circuit breaker because I think so then you have a two week break. Then yeah. what? You go back to it. it becomes this yo-yo kind of thing. Oh, for a while, try to contain it. But we don't have a vaccine yet. So we're back and then it's like, oh, everything is back to some sort of normal again. Then the cases start going up. So I don't really think well, that I, we I am, I'm advocating for the circuit breaker just to give us some space to rest, you know? I mean, any, anything to rest. But that will affect the restaurant sector because at the moment unemployment is at 1.2 million and the IMF estimate that unemployment will rise to 2.5 million in 2021. I believe that the number is even higher than that. So if the circuit breaker is going to cause mass unemployment, then I might maybe reduce it to a week. But then again, I should say, it then comes back to the same conversation. Exactly. Some people are arguing on the quarters that we now need to admit that COVID is here and then change mm -hmm. the way that we live and then carry on with our lives rather than bringing these circuit breakers. But then we have the elderly amongst us. And mm -hmm. that's a bit tricky that you don't want life to carry on as normal. And exactly. then diseases are sent to care homes. But then again, mm -hmm. you have issues where care homes are struggling because they haven't seen their loved ones for a long time. And the elderly are yeah. unsure what's going on. It's another area that um, yeah. breaks my heart. But yeah it, it, it's it's difficult trying to yes exactly get... so it's really difficult to get the balance right but i actually think that with this three-tier system we have in place um like the prime minister said we have to give it time and see how it works rather than just jump straight on to a national lockdown or a circuit break or something let's see how this works and if it doesn't work we then move on to something else. How That's would they measure? I, how would they measure to know if it works or not? Unless, as in, only with the cases coming down. Exactly, yeah. it's with the cases. So now, and obviously, with London, you're going to see um, whether it's going to work and then decide if not, apparently, it's very likely that a lot of people will move into tier three for um, um, towards towards November ending or December that's what they're saying mm -hmm. but we just have to wait and see it's really difficult to get the balance right but I don't really think that we need a second breaker because for me that's just like okay you have a bit of a break and then you come back come back to what nothing has changed Goodness we, we surprised for a little bit and then we're back to where we were and then cases still go back up so you, you have a I point don't... but then again as I say people now want us to move a bit faster and say COVID yeah. is here to stay or is with us and eventually go away. They're comparing it to SARS that it took a year and a half for it to go away. So we mm -hmm. need to brace ourselves and know that it's here for a while. So we need to get used to it and change our lifestyle and get on with it. Then that will bring the cases down. But then yeah. we need to bear in mind those with long-term conditions and the elderly to, to, to get that balance right. So there you are. 
<laughs> Put me on the spot, but I think we we, we, we had some <laughs> consensus in the end. Okay, now your turn. What what's uh, caught your attention this week, and then we can get on with it. Okay, so talking about COVID, something caught my eye this week, and um, unfortunately, um, some people who have recovered from COVID are still suffering with what is called long COVID. Mm-hmm. So they are still having symptoms from it, even though they had it a couple of months ago. Right. Um, some, been, some of them had it as early as March and they're still suffering the symptoms. So it's really very concerning that, you know, this COVID, um, for a lot of people, they get it quite mild or perhaps yes. no symptoms at, at all. all. But mm-hmm. there are a minority of people who are really experiencing um, everything that this disease has to throw at them. And it's really very sad that um, some of the symptoms of long COVID are hair loss. Oh, and hair then, loss. Um, okay. Yeah, hair loss. Yeah. And then obviously we have the um, depression and anxiety because, you know, after going through that, obviously you would you would feel anxious. So there are people yeah. now suffering with depression, with anxiety. Some people have continuing headaches. Oh, right. And then... Yeah, some people also, um, they still haven't had a change of their smell and taste. So they still have the symptoms of that, even after recovering from it. And then we have the organ damage, organ damage. Initially, you know, um, they thought it was just about damage to the lungs. So causing respiratory problems with breathlessness, fatigue and all of that. But now they've identified that um, the effects of it, could also be on the heart. So people have had problems. Some of them have kidney and liver damage and even skin rashes. So yeah, this COVID thing, you know, for most people, like I said, it's mild, but for unfortunately, for, for a small for some number others, of people, mm, mm. it's really terrible. It's really terrible. So yeah. um, we, we, we have to take it seriously because the thing is that you never know. And just to say, it's not just the older people who are suffering with this long COVID. They, they, it was on Sky News and it was a range of people from their 20s to their 60s. So, yes. yeah, it could happen uh, to anybody and some people still don't take it seriously. So, uh, yeah, it, we, it's a we, very... We just need to... Irritating disease that yeah, we, we need to take seriously. We need to take it seriously. Anything yeah. else? Yeah, and then um, just again, in the news this week, they were talking about a 1 billion rescue package for TFO. I think in one of the podcasts that we did, I'd mentioned that um, TFO receiving a rescue package from the government. And yes, as a result did. of that, they had some requirements for them. So with this new rescue package, they're looking at possibly extending the £15 congestion charge to the north and south sector. Oh, come on. <laughs> now we're sticking with it. Now, at the moment, the um, congestion charge is mo- it's seven days a week, yeah. 7 to yeah. 10 p.m., isn't it? I was driving yeah, behind right. a bus, and <laughs> that was the advertisements behind the bus. Yeah. I had to yeah, memorize right. it. And yeah. now it's coming to the north. So they're considering that, extending it to the north and south sector, taking away free travel from children and older people. Oh, come on. Come yeah, on, come so on. they're come still negotiating, and we just have to uh, watch out. We, we just have to uh, watch out for that. But yeah, the, if, I mean, the mayor is saying that it's it's totally unacceptable to accept these conditions, ex- especially in these 
difficult times. Can you imagine? No. Uh, we've talked about this, the impact on children going to school. Going to school, having people to, yeah. cannot afford, yeah, to be yeah. paying for it. So we'll have to watch this space. We'll have to, to watch, watch this space. space and see they what need happened. the money, so yeah. we don't know what will happen there. Wow. Yeah. And then a quick thing, actually, I don't know. If oh you wow, you got another there. one? <laughs> no, no. Only I couldn't. Because, only I couldn't wait to shift you onto the to the sports <laughs> section. Go on. Oh no. <laughs> only quickly, I don't know if you've actually come across it. This has hashtag end SARS trending in Nigeria about ending police brutality. There, have you realised that they've got a protest going on? And even here, um, some a friend of mine on Facebook put was it yesterday. In Manchester, they were even protesting. A group of Nigerians there were protesting. Have you heard about it? Haven't heard about it, and you bit me to it because I listen to Al Jazeera um, news channel, and they cover everything from uh, yeah. Africa to Europe. And I, I didn't get that. I didn't. Yeah, so oh, that's wow. our very own uh, Nigeria. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And that's what's happening there because there's been um, cases of police brutality. So now they're they're protesting saying that it should end it should end so yeah that's what's that's what's um going on in nigeria and the hashtag wow. has really garnered a lot of support wow. yeah let the president then take note and then bring mm-hmm. these conflicts or these brutalities to an end immediately as she says if yeah. it's gathering pace that we need to watch what's going to happen. Right. So as I, as you already know, I'm intending to move you swiftly to um, sports. Anything yeah. that you want to mention about sports? Because in terms of football, there were international games being played last week uh, where yeah. England are sort of borderline. One with the first game, lost the second game. But yeah, anything for you on Formula One section? Yeah. So um, last week... Lewis Hamilton equaled the um, record of he did, he did, he did. So, 91 wins now he's got, same as Michael Schumacher. Wow. But he is on course. Obviously, we've got um, six more races until the end of the season. So, obviously, he's got he's got a very good car. So, um, he's in the position to actually um, get more wins. So, at the end of this season, most likely, he well, he will be the most successful driver in terms of wins. Wow. And then now wow. he has a very yeah, he has a very big lead in the championship. So it's looking like he's going to get seven world titles as well. Wow. And he said he's feeling he's feeling really strong in spirit. So he, it looks like he's gonna carry on and who knows? He might even go on and win an eighth world uh, championship. So good luck to him. Wow, <laughs> wow. I, you know what? I tell you what, if if he's able to um, come to London, I will make sure that he comes and look out for you and takes you for a drive because <laughs> that, that is ah! <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> and then maybe take yeah. you for your first driving lesson. How about that? <laughs> that is funny. That, if you can arrange that, if, if I can arrange that, that honey, that anything is possible. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Donna. Again, thank you so much for sharing this podcast with me with the news review and sports. I didn't have much to say about sport i think i'll zip it and let you take the glory with the formula one so um, until we meet again my darling and record have a blessed week god bless you you too you too take care now 
day or too soon when you haven't found the time comes to an end and as we always promise we do not want to keep you here we want you to enjoy the rest of the weekend before monday starts so we're going to end the session with two beautiful songs we've got to sing Rainmaker by sinatch because you know what the Lord has made a way for each one of us. Whatever we put our hands to do this week, let us do it faithfully. And if challenges come our way, to remind ourselves that the Lord is good and his message endured forever. This is our confession this week, that God is with us, that may he not remember the sins of our youth, but may his mercy continually shine on us because we are new every morning and great is his faithfulness and then the last song that we're going to end it with is the goodness of god by jen johnson from bethel music hey i've played it before but hey we need to remind it that the lord is good and his mercies endures forever so have a blessed week be good let the lord shine upon you and i tell you what i love you so much god bless
Goodness of God. 